Podcasters, start your engines. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon, tomato, lettuce podcast. Alex, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna need you to queue up some Mario Kart 64 racetrack starting noises at some point when we get there. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're at Baby down. Park. <laughs> 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 yeah. So where we let? Um, I guess we should also probably say that this is the every FNFF podcast. It's you not, probably know that by now because we not. are this is a different we are in podcast. chapter twelve of Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, this is like the last playable chapter, right? Kind um, of. We're getting real close of. to the end here. We're we're getting real close. We're getting real close. We're now in chapter twelve. Yeah, I I'm Carl Germ. I'm Curtis. I'm Alex. And yeah, last we saw our friends. Uh, well, actually, let me look at the. We we saw our heroes taken off on that cool Minerva owl ship on our way back to Cocoon, right? Incredible gas mileage on that bad boy. Wonder how long that trip takes. The well, sea have no choice but to return and prevent the impending devastation. Even if every man, woman, and child on the floating world regards them as mortal enemies, it is their home. And yada yada yada, as the Celestia fly towards their final destiny, they make the only choice that remains to them: a promise to be true to themselves. <laughs> wow, wow! And then wish I yeah. could do that. We but um, we get a in cool the amount of time scene of them, you know, the ship flying. Did we talk about the weird fucking portal? Yeah, that a they fly bit. through. Is that like, Atros or some it. shit? Uh, it could be a symbol of it or something. They, yeah, they do it through, looks they... like a per, like a, a, a falsy, I guess, because it's like a. a a human-shaped thing that is like translucent. <laughs> looks kind of like a ghost. Also, yeah. I was, I think maybe I, maybe I asked last episode, but is Cocoon, Cocoon as we know is inside the sphere, but when we were approaching Cocoon, it looks like there's still like livable surface on the outside as well. Okay, so here's what I think. I think that the ocean part of Cocoon just doesn't have a bottom to it. And because like, because we can see the big open part full of like presumably water. So I'm like, oh, if you go into the ocean and you just swim all the way down, you just pop outside of Cocoon and you're like, oh, and you fall to your death. Yeah, it's like when you dig straight down, you just end up in China eventually. Yeah, exactly. Just dig straight down. You end up in Grand Pulse. Well, I mean, yeah, we're more opposite from Strong than we are China. I think. <laughs> They were up, yeah, we're exactly opposite the Indian Ocean. Have you ever looked at a map, like one of those reverse no. maps that sh- no? I did once cool. and it was in this game and I fucking hated it. <laughs> and I don't recommend it to anyone. Luckily, real maps always keep their orientation, so Carl's uh, bad at the map in this game. I, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> I no bad at, ma- at maps in real life. Even like we went to the my, my fiance and I went to the Renaissance Fair a couple of weeks ago, and they have like the you know cartoony style like here's where everything is like kind of map, and it's like yeah. you are here that sort of shit. I was looking at that. And I'm like uh, this is fucking pointless for me. I can't figure <laughs> it out. Like, uh, I'm gonna just figure it out on my own. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out, I see a star like on the mission map. I'm like I know exactly where that is. I do not need to look at the map. But, like yeah. it's just, I've somehow <laughs> just memorized how like internalized. I don't, I don't know. I have a weird sense of direction. <laughs> Alex live. He, he, he eats, sleeps, and breathes the arc light step. Or exactly. Alex, uh, next season he's going to start his second job as a cartographer. And uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for for Final Fantasy twelve, which we're definitely doing next season, because course, there is course. a cartography guild in that game. So Ooh, um, no, nice. I was going to say um, there are maps that are just like inverted and flipped maps and it shows you what's on the other end of the world like if you were to dig straight down like what you would pop out into and it's kind of sad how perfectly the world is aligned that all water is over all land and vice versa there are very few places you could dig through the earth and pop out onto land 
Yeah, fix it's, your shit. Uh, fix your shit, planet Earth. Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's because, like, if you ever, like, look at a globe and then you look at the middle of the Pacific Ocean, just half of the whole world is the Pacific Ocean. It's fucked up. I, I haven't been able to trust maps um, since grade school when looking at the map of the U.S. and thinking that Alaska was way, like, smaller than it yeah, is. Yeah. And, like, that uh, the... What's it's it like Antarctica the size of the entire what, west of the United Whatever States. one is the, the North Pole on it, where I'm like, oh, that just takes up the entire top of the Earth. And I'm like, oh, that's much smaller. It's just the yeah, way that the yeah. shit's stretched. Yeah. Stupid maps. Well, where we're going, we don't need maps. But I guess we do need roads. We need roads, kind of, because they look cool, I guess, but we also we need don't those, need roads because everything floats. We need those hoops from Superman 64 that you have to fly through to get <laughs> Lex points. Lex wins. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, in, in, the, uh, in the absence of the Lassie from uh, Cocoon, everybody has gotten race fever, baby. We're, we're going to the track. Everybody's about NASCAR. Let's go. It's the Boonta Eve. you like pod racing fucking cocoon loves pod racing in my head i have to check whether i'm getting ready to say cocoon or pulse every time and so i have a little pause where i'm like yeah they love it on cocoon (laughs) (laughs) looking at your hand yeah Uh, listen i I have information that you have it on my hand it's just cocoon equals up pulse (laughs) equals down i have information that your bookie doesn't want you to know and it's what you want to put your money down on for who is going to win this race and it is sebulba because sebulba (laughs) will always win don't worry about that other kid who finally fixed up his junker they nothing you gotta go all in on sebulba it's free money, baby. That little kid is some Bantha Poodoo. Get him out of here. Next season, we're going to be doing uh, Star Wars Pod Racer, which is now available on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. um, so there's a thing when it comes to cutscenes and movies and uh, all all visual mediums called editing, right? Uh, when you film multiple scenes or multiple shots, you have to edit them together in a way that's cohesive and coherent. Or I guess you don't have to. You could edit them together like this next scene is edited, which Curtis. I've had to watch a couple times to understand the physics of what is happening in these next couple scenes. Curtis, are you familiar with the most powerful video editing technique known to mankind ever or in the past? Is it is it called jump the jump cut. cut yeah. Because boy, howdy, are there are a lot of jump cuts in this They love one. it. They love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so. After we save, uh, we open up uh, on, I think it's, yeah, Sid Rains. It's Sid Rains, yeah. His like yeah. quarters, his like grand suite. Indeed, Diasley was telling the truth. He is alive and uncrystallized. He has been plucked from his fate He's in order to have an even more accursed one. They put him on defrost for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got him out of the freezer and they set him next to the sink. And by the time they come home from work, he'll be ready to cook. Nice sous vide, Sid. <laughs> They just popped him in the air fryer for like 10 minutes and did all the thawing and the cooking that you <laughs> need. He, uh, as soon as we see him on screen, we get like the title card for the area. We see that this is Eden. Uh, it's, it's subtitle is the seat of the sanctum. Mm-hmm. And he is in a very nice office. He's like in a like it's gold encrusted. <laughs> it's you got know like, like a, some houses will have like the, uh, the addition to it that's just kind of like a sunroom that has like the nice little like almost like part yeah. greenhouse on the side of your house looks like he's got this for like an entire like office like suite at like a uh, hotel or something it's it's really nice looking yep yep 
And uh, one of his aides walks in behind him because I guess he is he is the Primarch now. He is in charge of Cocoon, and his aide walks in and says it is time for his address to the people. Yeah, and he, calls he waves him your away. eminence. He does. He is he is quote unquote in charge if you don't count the fallacy pulling the strings behind him. Right, and he's like somewhat ready to do it. I feel like it's pretty like obvious that he is not happy about the state of things, but he's just kind of like, well. We have to do this. Here we go. He's kind of being held hostage because, like, hey, you're you thought you were done, but you're you're really not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm sure he could try to like change the tides, but he's kind of I'm, like at the I'm mercy. I'm wondering. Of, I'm wondering about that. Like, how much of it? Like, he he never really had a, a whole bunch of free will, and then he in his last moments he was able to kind of exercise the last remaining bit of free will that he had to you know try to stop us and and save cocoon in his yeah. own way which was misguided but um i don't know if he has that anymore i, I imagine that bartandalus kind of just like thought him out and was just like yeah no you're like because he said the thing about like his eyes glassing over or something i feel like he's just full puppet mode at this point it seems like he's resigned all of his hope for the future at this point he's been stripped like, he, of all individualism or something yeah, i imagine that least, his like soul was sucked out well i was gonna say i don't think he's like a zombie or anything because of like a scene coming up where he's just like when okay, your soul you know, is like, out he, and bartandalus keeps sucking <laughs> but yeah there's a scene later when he talks to rigdia that makes me think he's still in charge of himself but he probably is just like all the fight is gone he's eh, like it's completely, 11 yeah it's it's 11 but regardless, yeah, um, he says, and so we we greet the new dawn and kind of makes his way to make this uh, this proclamation to the people. A lot of cool writing from the baddies baddies in this game. Yeah, cool writing, <laughs> yeah, cool yeah. Um, looking area. He's he's holding his hand, kind of like Arin, you know, very cool pose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's not wearing a pope hat, which is disappointing. No, no he didn't have to. He didn't have to fit into like the pope suit that uh, <laughs> that Disley always wore. He just gets to wear whatever he was wearing before. So. So something I want to bring up, I think, later in this cutscene is that uh, it looks like maybe it's like golden hour when uh, we see Sid first. And then as we cut away to this next scene, it is now nighttime. Yeah, it's now nighttime. Right. Um, it's almost like... Uh, <laughs> Days and nights be wiling out in this next section. <laughs> they got one of those buttons like on the, the one area that we went through with Saz and Vanille where I, it just changes I, shit arbitrarily. I guess because like everything internal and cocoon is controlled by a fallacy if they're like getting ready to have a race they'd be like well it's gonna be more fun at night let's turn the sun off and so you can just do that i guess and then as soon as like shit goes haywire they're like oh that's bad bring the sun back up (laughs) have you ever seen the sun set at 3 p.m (laughs) once (laughs) but i like i like this uh introduction to the scene because it is great it starts on black and uh we just we hear uh his uh the his beginning address, of his address, beginning. yeah. But, um, but as he's speaking, we see this little light at the end of the tunnel, and then we it basically emerges from the bleachers at, like, the Grand Prix, which is very just, like, space Indy 500. Can I just say how fucking cool, and, like, it's both cool and atrocious that this game was, like, what should the big final scenario be? It should be F1 racing. That would be <laughs> sick. And And, like, you will never, and that's why, like, People a lot of times, you know, we always say that like you all the three of us are having a lot of fun with FF13. We really like this game, even though a FF10 lot of people would have been better shit. ending with the Blitzball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And like Yuna gives her big speech and then like Blitzball kicks off and like I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that no game will ever be brave enough to do this again. <laughs> like Until this is Mario the- Kart nine. <laughs> yeah, you have to play a lot of JRPG to actually get to the racing in Mario Kart. <laughs> Until F Zero two. <laughs> I did this is it's the coolest shit because what other game would do this like what other game would tell this very like dark and grim like fantasy story and then be like yo race day baby it's like okay <laughs> it's nascar so the 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 pope that is actually god has uh faked his own death to make a puppet take his place and now he needs to address his people for uh, assume we're assuming this is like the first time that he's addressing the so, people yeah. as primarch maybe so it's like he's making the state of U- the union address where's the perfect like venue for that <laughs> in an Indy. outdoor kind of indoor fucking yeah, yeah. like f1 yeah. thing and, and like i guess i think and they're right <laughs> i think formula <laughs> one is way more popular in japan the presidential inauguration right? yeah. should just be at the super bowl <laughs> Honestly, yeah. God, this game is so fucking Joe cool. Joe Biden anyway. wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> In that his his belt comes undone and his pants fall to his ankles. He goes, old gray man, she ain't what she used to be. Old man gets hit in crotch by a football <laughs> <laughs> Um... <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess, do you guys want, should we just, um, do you want me to just read off what his, like, uh, statement yeah, is to it. the crowd, and then we can kind of talk about this fucking insane Yeah, they're gearing up the race, Sid's on the Jumbotron. Keep but... in mind that the cutscene is happening as this is all being said, and there's a lot yeah, of jump cuts, yeah. so we're going to just Here, rush through you, that real you quick. Just, you just say all of the rain stuff while at the same time I describe the scene, and then the listener <laughs> can, like, isolate their left or right headphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Sorry, says, go, ahead, uh, go ahead. People of Cocoon. My fellow citizens, we have survived the twilight and gather now to welcome the dawn of the day on which we decide our fate. Many are the lessons we have learned during our long night of hardship and sacrifice. And now we face choices, choices which must be made as our hearts dictate and not abandoned to uncaring chance. Let us forge ahead with unflinching courage and honor the fallen with action. With these hands, we shape the future. And uh, that's when shit kind of starts and getting the goofy. Land of the <laughs> and that's and, yeah, yeah, and indeed that is when shit starts getting goofy. Yeah, because um, as all of this is going on, we see a bunch of these pod racers, kind of these F one uh, or uh, F zero um, cars, are they coming onto the track? They're kind of like bikes. Are they the motorcycles that like uh, Snow had earlier? No, his are or like those are like donuts. Remember, those are oh, like okay. military. These are like oh, yeah, these are different. These look almost like toboggans kind of combined with like a like a jet ski or a motorcycle. So yeah, imagine the movie Cool Runnings uh, starring John <laughs> Candy and the Jamaican bobsled team. And um, that is what you got here. It's future Cool Runnings. He, uh, like, it's cool because like as soon as like Sid's done speaking, he snaps his fingers. Oh yeah, with the these hands we the... shape the future and then snaps and that's the go. That's the like, go is when he snaps and everybody <laughs> it's, it's, and like it's we, cool. we see some of the racers at the starting line and the camera like goes over their masks, their helmets and they're like looking down the you know their steering wheel getting ready to go. It's very like Lots cool. of reflections. Lo- oh my god. It's very scene. shiny. The scene is beautiful. Like, it's really I'm cool. watching it at I'm watching it at half speed. It feels better in half speed, but less fast. Does it? I'm about to do the same. Because let me tell you, at <laughs> at max speed, it is 
a lot to deal with. It's a, it's a lot happening all at once. But yeah, their their helmets are very much inspired by like the uh, like bobsled, bobsled or cyclists, where they're kind of they have like the pointed back and they're hunched over like jockeys or whatever. But they are yeah, kind of like almost like floating little like boats because they have like a little fin on the back. Yeah, um, a little rudder. Yeah, but yeah. Cool. We we see like a couple seconds of the race that's just a couple seconds of the race right like nothing crazy going on except for like damn sports cool ain't they <laughs> like all these reflections yeah i mean because of all the reflections it got me and the colors remind me a lot of like the neutron movie lots of uh bright like neon blue there's these kind of decorative uh balloons that kind of remind me of chocobo feathers on the side yeah, yeah i was like thinking the... it was like a chocobo plume of some kind or something we get to see some of the the racing ladies Oh yeah! Before they, the race starts, I, I dropped a picture of the concept art. But the design of them are great because they have these kind of ornate, like uh, wrapping that kind of is evokes the vibe of Eden with the kind of like weird organic white. Yeah, that's true. Tendrils, but mixed with like very loud, almost blitzball like racing, uh, <laughs> festive looking. I'm just a real big fan of the half cadet hat that's like turned to the side. Well, it looks like it has co- cocoons, like or the I guess you say the FF13 logo, like wispies and stuff. Yeah, the crystal, the yeah. crystal like flower bouquet on their heads. It's cool. It's like very ornate, but also extremely sporty. And we see them for all of one second. I guess that's they're like the ones who would like hold up the um the, the flag, the flags or whatever. Right? Seems like yeah. a dangerous job. Well, thankfully they they aren't on the track here. I think they're just representatives they're holding the flags like it's like the beginning of the when they walk out with the banners at the beginning of the pod race yeah yeah yeah. it really is just pod racing it's just star wars again that's the name of the episode anyway (laughs) (laughs) but uh as they're making corners i like that it looks like they're getting very mario karty where they have to go through certain hoops to get certain points it seems like it yeah yeah (laughs) they can go off the track and go through these little like you know point hoops like a wave race or some shit that's how you get your boost i guess (laughs) (laughs) But in the night sky, we see the uh, that pulse portal kind of pulsing. <laughs> I, I, just the pulsing sky. Yeah, and the, one of the racers sees it. It looks very alive because its hair is like just kind of going wild. Yeah, yeah. one of the racers sees it and is like, "What the fuck?" Like he's yeah, like, oh he's my like God. cheering because I think he's in the lead. He's like, "Yeah, he's in the lead." He's like, "Go yeah. wrong, let's yeah. go." Yeah, <laughs> he's then... stoked about it, and he sees that portal, and you see Minerva come out. And along with it, like Saz and Lightning and like the rest of the crew have just already gotten out of the of the ship. Like they've abandoned ship and as the, it's flying. Minerva They're hit like, the, the surprise ship. eject button and everyone's like, oh <laughs> Yeah, everybody was ejected from the seat. It's and, the uh, Futurama. Like the, the most important thing to a battle is the element of surprise. Surprise! And just like drops them <laughs> all in. <laughs> But yeah, they uh, they fly out and they're like falling toward the racetrack and, with uh, all their idolins. I was gonna say lightning calls Odin and you see Odin pop out and then the camera kind of comes out and you see that everybody and all everybody's the rose idol and is falling with them. It's so sick. It, it's really cool. They all do the transformation in midair. It's like it's very. Uh, oh, this is Michael Bay as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, Minerva kind of like continues to cascade down and one of the racers has to like turn his little drift. cycle sideways yeah and like drift forward but he starts spinning out of control and like the shiva sisters grab his uh ship right 
<laughs> like to like keep uh-huh. them going. And, yeah. And snow lands and like snow on, top lands of on top of it, which it, at, at this orientation is like the side of it. And he's standing around, and the crowd is fucking loving it. Yeah. They're at going this point, the crowd is going wild. nuts. They're like, they think this, this is all just rules. part of the spectacle. They're you know like <laughs> that cool magical man to save that racer. Yeah, and, and he's <laughs> and like, the hero saves the day, and he's like holding up his arms. Yeah, he, everybody's everybody's clapping he says no 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 you're too kind you're too kind yeah and (laughs) And then the camera swings around and you just see his fully eye open pulse brand like his little c brand and like you can see in the cutscene everybody slowly stop clapping and all the cheering go like oh speaking of wardrobe malfunction (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and then the delivery that snow gives this next line is hilarious because he realizes he realizes realizes what he did (laughs) probably should have covered that like he's not doing it like a like He's just like, oh, my bad. Yeah. Like, like, very funny. Who do you think this guy is if he wasn't a fell? Uh, it wasn't a Lassie. Like this guy with magical robots helping him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this so, is how the crowd felt at the Game Awards when that weird teen that was like shit posting or whatever just walked up to the uh, to oh the my mic God, to yeah. start talking. Yeah. Everyone's like, okay, well, let's hear what he has to say. And then it's like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> who strange child is this? <laughs> so basically, like the. Um, the, uh, Psycom is let loose now. Psycom is let loose, and it, because and it's we see cool some tilters blasting in pursuit, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's it's kind of neat because the I guess this cutscene, what what is happening in the cutscene is all of the Psycom guards and tilters and like th- their um, their vehicles are driving backwards on the track toward the Lassie while the racers are driving forward. So everybody's caught in this like extremely quick back and forth between these vehicles. Why and would machines. they do that? It's so wild. Like why would they, A, why would they do that? But B, it looks cool as hell. I'm also confused <laughs> as to what Lassie's plan was. Like, are they attacking? Why are, were they attacking? What are Tur- they doing? I, were they like, Oh look, all the uh, police are gathered around this event. Let's go take them out. Or they just happen to accidentally crash. this. I like, think here's I my, here's my was. theory on this. Cause when we're seeing this all, and again, like we're watching this and going through it at half speed like it's all happening extremely fast um it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me but now when i'm kind of like after i've digested this for a little longer i think what had happened was like we were sent here basically by bartandalus like you know he's like oh you guys can do whatever you want like whatever but like it doesn't matter to him he wants this plan to uh to go off and him just dropping them like we took his ship they probably just dropped us into this to kind of help paint the picture that bartandalus wants the people of cocoon to see which is like oh shit pulse has declared war on us they got their fucking lassie crashing this huge event and stuff like it doesn't look good for us even though like our intentions at this moment are to save yeah they abandoned ship because it was probably doing whatever the fuck it wanted and shit like that but also i don't know i also wonder if like their whole like it sounds like maybe the Lassie's plan is to like try to convince um, the people of Cocoon not to fight against the cavalry and everybody to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, so and maybe just like be cool. Yeah. So maybe causing a big scene at the the largest thing will get them a lot of attention, maybe, and they'll be able to like address people all at yeah. once. This could definitely use know. a data log for even just like what the fuck is happening? Why is the, why is this race happening? <laughs> why is the Primarch speaking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The event for this section is called Start Your Engines, but there's no mention of the race anywhere in the event. <laughs> so it's like it, something happened, but the thing that happens next is more important. Yeah. The the <laughs> the two the something happened is like 
like the wildest shit you could imagine. But like, um, but yeah, we have like a couple scenes of like a, I like um, hope jumping down onto the track and just like I love f- it very gingerly. Like, like he kind of just like stands up like lightly, not doing a cool like hero pose or anything. He's just like, the tilter just like goes up and right up against his face, like nose to nose, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. Hope is like, hi there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh-huh. Alexander comes down and just smashes the hell out of him. It's cool seeing a lot of these monsters like kind of close up now, like in this kind of FMV mode. Yeah, where, like, I love that. Like the helmet of the tilter is like very shiny and like it's really cool glass. The, the oh, tilter yeah, technology the f- too is interesting to me because um, it, unlike a Tesla, it sees a child just in the middle of the road <laughs> and, it and it stops on a dime. And then, Three even though its job was to, <laughs> much like a Tesla, it's not doing its actual job, which is to kill this child, uh, also like a Tesla, but um, it then recognizes that Hope is a threat and tries to kill him, and that's when Alexander comes out to stop it. <laughs> but uh, Alexander being a wall just blocks all the tilters from pursuing he more. He to be specific, he blocks all the velocycles. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Fuck those things. I'm sick of. Like he grabs because they're donuts. You see, like one gets caught in his arm. Like, yeah, one, fucking, one he just like, like, like grabs He's like arm. catching a bunch of inner tubes and yep. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And then a uh, lightning. Uh, oh, sorry. Snow rides by on his motorcycle, dodges some. No, uh, it, it, not, not on his motorcycle. I don't think. Uh, oh, I'm is it not? To, is it? I'm watching is in it slow motion. It looks like Shiva. Okay, yeah, it yeah, is. Shiva. Okay, it's hard to tell, but um, we just get a quick glimpse of it. Yeah, everything that we've just discussed happens in about three seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now with uh, lightning on the horseback of uh, mode of Odin transforms into like this is a very transformery like Michael Bay version where mid motion it's transforming and kind of tumbling into like it's using his momentum from vehicle form to like. Th- thrust itself forward yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where she, it turns into the bot and kind of flings her around and just and she blasted. shoots her gun as she's flying and then lands on one of the on one of the racer motorcycles right no this is still no this is still like a one of the the, is it the velocicles? Velocicles. Oh, okay because yeah. there's a guy inside of it and i was like oh i wonder if that's the, just the guy is Psycom, one of the racer i'm pretty sure because okay. he says he says you're dead and then lightning very coolly says you first and grabs him and throws him out of it it's fucking awesome but i did write in my notes i said did lightning kill an innocent man because <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure i was like i'm not <laughs> seeing any racers anymore in the scene okay. yeah the racers since... are long gone they're uh they got their eye on the uh the gold tape there i was gonna say to be fair if i was a racer if they're probably else, going the correct direction okay. i need to read the data log i was like about i would have kept doing the race because it would probably be easier if everybody's dropping out of the race i, I was <laughs> looking through the data logs to try to find more about the racers and i did find one named jerry and uh it stated that he never did win a checkered flag but he never came in last <laughs> <laughs> he drove so goddamn fast um i like that lightning is like kind of perched up inside one of the cycles just like blasting out the side because <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. you see Bahamut um, behind her too with Fang. Uh, there's a lot of really cool little sequences, things crashing yeah. into the hoops, just getting clipped. I'm, yeah, and I'm th- watching this in slow motion now uh, on your recommendation, and lightning kills three people in quick succession, just murders the, the shit out of them. She jumps on seconds. one ship, comes yeah. on the other, rips him out, sits in that one, and starts picking off more guys. She's like yeah, controlling the fucking bike that she's like just thrown a man out of with her like sword that is planted directly in like the front hood of it, and just spinning it around and throwing it at like another one. It's like nuts. Yeah, and then the most incomprehensible cut, which is a bunch of soldiers shooting at Hecatoncare, which is just a massive arm. So, like, what the fuck am I looking at? (laughs) Yeah, so Vanille's Eidolon is 
yeah, kind of shielding it's, her. It's shielding her with its arm, with its many, many arms, and it looks very wild. Hecaton just looks more like a robotic version of an Elden Ring boss or something. Yeah, it's just for a sure. Massive, a big bouquet it's of fucking arms. Fucking grafted and, and shit. I just, I just paused. By the way, my uh, my video on the perfect frame. So now I have to take a a snip of it and post it in the Discord. But it's just Saz and the Chocobo in the car, just looking <laughs> cool as shit. Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's very cute that, like, every, you know, we get a, a taste of a lot of different, like, personality types, like, throughout all of this. And Vanille's is just her, like, hiding behind a bunch of the arms. And, yeah, uh, boys, like, 12 dudes just, like, opening, like, uh, emptying their entire clip on her. And she's just like, oh, no. Like, and just, like. Stop that. Yeah, and I someone shoots a, that. a bazooka at her. And, it, and they're just like, block this. And she, like, starts kind of falling off. And she uses her rod to, like, um, a bunch of, like, the fishing lines to just kind of, like, take a bunch of them with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think during one of the sweeps while she's def uh, defending herself, Hecaton like grapples on with like 10 like cables onto one of like the uh, sky tanks, uh -huh. which is kind of Chekhov's gun later because after she gets like blown away, it ends up like spinning out the uh, air tank because she got like thrown back. Are you all watching the same walkthrough that I am? I am watching my playthrough of it. Okay, so I'm at 2739 of the walkthrough. I, I just want to say. That I, I'm, I'm going a couple seconds, right? I'm going second by second. It is one second long, but the coolest second of the entire thing is 2743. <laughs> Where it's just like these, these like carrier ships are crashing into the track. Yeah. And then like, and lightning falls off Odin or something. And she's like, I think she's on the, the cycle at that point. She is on nothing. She is in the air upside <laughs> That's right, down, because and she perfectly goes right in between the crashing vehicles, like just barely makes it as she like slowly rotates, and then Odin catches her just as she turns right side up, and she is on the horse again. And I'm like, what is yeah. happening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is because insane. what happened is that uh, when Vanilla gets, gets blasting off with Hecaton, uh, <laughs> so we get a shot of Saz like going fucking speed racer mode with a chocobo chick in the inside a. Uh, Brynhildr, and it transforms and uses its, like, kind of crossbow staff <laughs> to just kind of give Hecaton something to, like, grab onto. Yeah, and, and as we said before... Which then the aircraft carry creates a whole, like, t tumble thing with <laughs> lightning. It's crazy. And as you have heard, Alex was like, oh, I'm still back on 2739, four seconds before the thing I was saying, <laughs> and everything he just described happens within, like, two and a half seconds. It's cool as shit. <laughs> it's one of these things where like if you've been working on this for like months as an animator it probably feels like yeah so it's clear what's happening because i spent i lived in it, it took me an hour yeah, to write yeah. i thought it would take an hour to read <laughs> yeah this whole cutscene is like three minutes long and the thing and is the thing is from right, the from sid's address to the like end of this cutscene <laughs> the thing is much like just the fact that the end of ff13 takes place on a fucking like f1 circuit or whatever i don't hate it because who else? Who else would do us like a scene like this where it cuts every half second to something else happening? So even though it's just like completely unintelligible and I would like knock a point off of any other piece of media for doing it, for 13 I'm going to let it slide and be like no, they were right. It's, it's <laughs> they were right to do it this way. 
it's like a a, a a summer like blockbuster action movie like popcorn thing where it's like you don't have to give a shit why it's happening or anything like you know like like Vinny Chase's heart is about to explode or something so he needs to like continually like keep his like adrenaline up or something you know like it doesn't fucking matter like full suspension of disbelief this looks yeah, cool yeah. as hell like I love uh, just how fast uh, lightning is like switching between Odin forms where oh yeah mm, she's on a horseback she jumps off of him as it turns back into human Odin onto the back of a sky tank while she's saying she's like saying odin and like there's a yeah. huge thing that's like falling onto them and odin's using his fucking shield he just like yeah gives like pushes away so it doesn't smush them it's really like, cool <laughs> it, it's really it, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous it's, and then in one swift motion just rides him again like just mm -hmm. get, and then keep going like uh, <laughs> so just, obviously we haven't like forgotten because we've been in I want i want this like in a remake this would just be like its own like mini game sequence yeah, like, where you're something. just playing as, <laughs> it suddenly like, becomes like a rhythm game like <laughs> it feels it's like a naughty dog thing where the perspective of like where you are in the fight like keeps going and it's just all these weird quick time oh, events yeah, and you're like yeah. you're, you're basically doing this you're just alt moding but through every character listen <laughs> fuck quick time events bad game design we don't need them anymore but we could do it like in final fantasy 7 remake where cloud has to dance at the uh honeybee <laughs> and just make it a rhythm game essentially <laughs> and then it's perfect then it's the perfect game andreas will judge us by the end <laughs> you are perfect <laughs> yeah it, the, well, obviously we haven't forgotten about it because we've been in charge of playing as lightning for most of the game or whatever but if you had forgotten from the first scene in the entire game, Lightning is a cold-blooded fucking killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, she kills so many fucking people and, like, no hesitation, no squaring up or anything. It's just, no remorse. Like, entire, like, vehicles of people just fucking murdered <laughs> within, like, seconds. It's incredible. Wild. But, yeah, now we're, like, I guess Lightning has, like, the whole track ahead of her clear and something starts emerging from the sky which is i think that's the sun the sunlight uh, falcy who is the sun it's not carbuncle it's um carbuncle do we know the name one. phoenix the concessions phoenix. one is it called phoenix yeah yeah i don't know if we ever got a name in it was, game it was in data log of course yeah yeah but yeah so that answers our question about the the light switch that uh uh, Reigns must have hit as he was getting ready for the cool oh F yeah <laughs> the, uh, not f-150 the uh, right we did get close up of the sun but it's cool. We do see like a sun kind of is very. We get a quick glance of it kind of turning on in the, yeah. in, in the sky as uh, lightning looks up on it. And as and, it's uh, turning on the um, yeah, the, she looks into the sun. Lightning. That's so bad for you. Yeah, yeah you got to put on your eclipse goggles. Come on. <laughs> um, but we see the track underneath us that it's been you know like a, a cyberpunk kind of futuristic. Now I can like, actually tell what the fuck's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the track beneath it um starts disappearing like it's yeah it looks like you know cyber glass or whatever um so now we're just running on like the the rails of it pretty much which are like solid structures mm -hmm. but not as um i don't know it, it, i'm trying to think of like the word for it like the, the things that you use in portal when you have to shoot a portal and have like the the walkway go through it yeah oh yeah um, was the floor solid this whole time and now it's just like disabling the track or something it, like it seems that? like That's it disabled the track so there is some solid stuff but it looks more um it's it's it looks scary to be on i'm not gonna lie yeah it's like scaffolding yeah it's like some of it's glass some of it's just scaffolding but it, because they're hover cycles i'm like did they even need to have uh any like I mean, bottom to be safety with? measure i guess 
whatever. But uh, <laughs> it looks cool. That's all that matters. But Lightning pulls up to the end uh, with her blades out, and we get a nice foreground stompy, which implies that we're about to enter a fight. Mm-hmm. And we do and enter a fight. We do, and it's cool because this I think is the uh, the only instance so far of us starting a fight in uh, Gestalt mode. Oh yeah. yeah well, except for uh, Snow when he's like rescuing. Uh, we crash. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Palum Palum. That was because we start in the motorcycle. You remember how the first cutscene in the entire game where lightning goes absolutely ham? We fight the Manusveen Warmech at the end of that cutscene. Oh yeah. Fucking it's it's poetry, baby. Nice it rhymes. Bookend. Yeah. So he got a paint job. We are in a battle with the Anavatapta Warmech, which is just the Manusveen Warmech, but it's blue. Anavatapta. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's like black or blue and red instead. Purple. And it says O2 on the side. So Oh. Interesting. Well, yeah, they know. improved it. It's purple. Well, I don't know if they improved it because if you just hit auto gestalt or auto battle the whole time, you'll just kill it. So Yeah. Um, who knows? I was com- confused by the walkthrough watching the person had to do to retry it. So I <laughs> really? see a thing here. I see um I because I completely forgot like this is such a non-boss fight pretty much it's cool it's got a cool presentation but you pretty much just you know win um but i was looking it up i'm like can you lose to this thing and the uh, the like fandom says that um if the warmex survives past odin it will use uh omnigator <laughs> to mm-hmm. put a bubble around it making it immune to attacks which then you can stagger it with ravager um for it to lose its immunity but like if the pl- it says if the player fails to defeat it with odin it is recommended <laughs> to just simply restart to save time yeah 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 it's uh it does so have just a, a cool little like victory lap kind of thing uh especially after like the last difficult fights that we've had to do it's kind of nice to. it's get a, a cool one. transition i like when they like have a cool sequence and then have you kind of like put the cherry on top it's like hey are you finish it like you finish this cool sequence yeah yeah, yeah. instead of it just being more cool like cutscene. instead of us just like okay now we're here now it's time to walk yeah. like it's kind of neat to kind of transition you into the gameplay interactive cutscene, basically yeah now it's beautiful daylight we can uh do we want to talk about this fight at all or not? It's just kind of... I, I, think really, I don't think there's really too it. much. Literally just press we X. We spent 45 minutes just talking about the cut, a three-minute cutscene. Yeah. Well, there was a lot going on there. This mm-hmm. guy shoots a laser and then he dies. This guy yeah, gets owned to... by Lightning and Odin. And then if, you, if yeah. he doesn't get owned, then you restart the fight. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. Um, <laughs> doesn't have, it doesn't come back like uh, the uh, Banisphine. Yeah, I'm no, assuming. this fully just uh, dissipates after you after you kill it. it turns purple. I kind of wish Saz was in the party um, by default, just to kind of for karma. <laughs> yeah, and, and also like the the time that I had um, for this fight was fifty nine seconds, the target time. So I did it in like twenty nine, so I got five stars. Okay, I don't know um, what I it, got. It does drop a eight. Tesla turbine, um, so Ooh. keep that thing away from kids because it will <laughs> have blood on its hands. <laughs> We're just going, we're just leaning into that every episode harder. On this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we finish it. Lightning puts her sword away, and something. There's like we hear something. Yeah, like, she yeah. says, "What's that sound?" And it and it the camera cuts away to show a highway on Eden, which is very futuristic, right? But there's like just normal people, cars driving down this road. I guess so. It looks more like an F zero. Uh, racetrack because there's actually a floor on it. Well, yeah. it's futury. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah, less yeah. like a racetrack, but more of like a, a cyberpunk uh, highway or freeway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but portals. Another reason why Eden sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But portals start opening and creatures from Grand Pulse start coming out. We see like a juggernaut. Yeah, we hear the voiceover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The armies for Pulse are using transgates. Mm-hmm. 
Which we got introduced to also in the very first uh, episode. Yeah, they were, they were uh, I guess, Psycom transgates because they were green in that one. This ones are purple, I guess, because they're Pulsian transgates. Which, I mean, for some reason. presumably that's Daisley faking an invasion. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think we heard that, like, they could all be from the Ark or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think that gets confirmed sorting. later as well. Yeah, like, these yeah. are all just being teleported from the Ark into Eden. Like, yes, they're already and here. and if we think back to um, if you had Fang in your party, I think I, I don't think it was like her just standing there, but she's like, huh, wonder why like this is wonder what they have this here for. Yeah, yeah. So there was a little bit of foreshadowing towards this. Like, why is this under Eden? Why would they have a giant arsenal? Yeah, and we yeah. we see like juggernauts coming out, um, and a bunch of the Seath like flying enemies. We see a lot of civilians kind of just walking around and witnessing this happen, like walking around normally and then just being like, "Oh fuck!" We see the Adamantois coming through. The Adamantois comes out. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, and it like yeah, screams yeah. into the camera, like directly facing yeah. it. And these yeah. things are fucking terrifying, dude. It's fucking Jumanji up in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, as this yeah, like the chaos- Adamantoids, now that I'm watching it too, is every time we've seen them, they've been kind of just doing a little, you know, a mosey. They're just not, you know, they just moseying. Got nowhere Lumbering. to go. They're walking real slow. This one's fucking hauling ass, dude. It's, it's <laughs> These are hard. trained killing machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this thing's fucking pissed. Um, yeah, it's got the big tusk. It's pissed. Uh, yeah, seeth everywhere. I kind of love it, the weird like cubes of <laughs> that appear when they like cubic cube of shaped bubbles. Yeah, when they, come they like the materialize gates. out of geometry it's, it's yeah. interesting yeah you can see like um psycom or the guardian core or whoever uh, whatever you know regiment i think we'll be, learn the ones in blue will learn are i think of psycom because they're the uh they have the they look much more guilty because they're blue and gold and white. yeah and these are like the elite since they're in eden there is a data log later that says yeah. that these are the elite like the only ones who get added to this guardian core are um, they're called archangels yeah, some of the exactly. enemy types are, yeah. Um, but these ones are like, in order to make it to this rank, you have to be like the best in your ranking. Like in, in your, um, like Lightning probably could have worked her way up there in a different world. Um, just yeah. Because yeah. like the best of each team can get uh, escalated here. Right, right. But we see like um, more Adamantoys like kind of walking through like, and just civilians running at their feet and some of them like tripping and falling and rolling. I'm like, oh, those people are super dead. So, those people are so dead. Like that thing just steps <laughs> once and my entire party that has been training and honing themselves for fucking 50 straight <laughs> hours cannot survive it. And these guys are just like running next to them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we do see some more uh, sky tanks coming swooping in, and then we cut back to Sid's uh, his chambers. Yeah, and Sid's sitting on his like finery, his, his nice chair, whatever, cool looking out ass. over. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I and we it see a, like explosions happening in the city. This is like the Delta like Delta Lounge at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's like he, he he can see what's happening in the city, and there's like explosions going off, and we like we hear and see gunfire and stuff like that, and so he's kind of just uh, sitting on this couch observing it. Oh, what you? What can you do? What's to be done? And a soldier comes in and says, an army of creatures is attacking the city. It's a pulse invasion force. Um, and then that guy gets fucking got immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like because Sid kind of is like complacent. He's not really responding. Yeah, yeah. he says, uh, we must evacuate and then just gets completely fucking iced by Sid's guys there. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess it's not. It's really, not yeah, it's I'm, not Sid's. It's Rigdia's man now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rigdia's. That's right. Yeah. Because, yeah, the uh, the cavalry comes in, fucking fucks that dude right up. Um, uh, they surround the it. Dicely was talking about last episode of, like, oh, they're going to think he's a falsy puzzle, a puppet or whatever. Like, that has 
proven to be correct. It's not really a prophecy when he's actively trying to make that happen, but it, <laughs> uh, yeah. it happens nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like telling you a prop. There's a prophecy that earlier today I will go get a fish sandwich, and you're like, well, there was a great really. prophecy that sometime in the next. 24 hours, Curtis will have a tummy ache. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we see Rig Rigia. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Is Rigdia. Kurt Russell. What's his name in Japanese? It says right there. Rigudia. I think. The translation says Rigdi. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, there's no A. There's no there. Rigdi, yeah. Yeah. Rigodi. That's true. But yeah, Ridgia is here. Like he's he's looking at over the the carnage that's happening as Nexus said. So Reigns, is this the cocoon you dreamed of? My dream is but a fallacy's fancy now. End it. He just says end it. Implying that like just put me out of misery. Like I I'm like my time is up. Like there's really no way this can end well for me. Whether I if I fight back or not, probably. Yeah, just go ahead thinking. and fucking chew me. And yeah. uh, Rigdia obliges. Fucking. Yeah. I'm guessing that's the loophole to keep Falci from reemploying. He yeah, has just <laughs> blow your brains die. out. I guess. Yeah, and uh, damn idealism. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So 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 Rigdia shoots Sid in the head and kills him permanently it's like said is dead dead now it's a very yeah where the music cuts off and we just see the shell flying off it's very uh, cinematic interesting too because we get a, a good look at his um the barrel of his gun and it looks like it has like three barrels kind of yeah, like oh, the yeah. cerberus um oh, only, yeah. only one yeah. shell comes off of it so it's just ff7 again um <laughs> <laughs> it's a very inefficient revolver yeah it just looks so damn cool though but uh, after yeah. he does that, some more Psycom guards come into the room, assuming that they're just going to be like escorting Sid out or like evacuating him. They have no idea, and they 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 come into that scene and see like, oh, Sid's all over the place. Rigdy is there with his gun, and they're like, oh shit! And then so they start like opening fire, and that's when uh, Rigdy is like, oh, you damn idealism! You feed it blood and it howls for more, and they all start firing at each other and have a big yeah, pretty cool. There's a big shootout. Uh, it seems that Rigia in the Calvary has survived. Yeah. 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 And I like to put in pin this. Actually, specifically because I don't think it ever comes back again. We don't think we see Rigia again in this whole game. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's just I found this that. out because I finished the chapter. I'm like, I think they're supposed to kind of like feed this little B plot that well, the Calvary is. But they never like really address that, like where they go after this. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. There, There's, there's nothing cinematic, but there's some scenes later right. where we kind of learn what happened to the cavalry. So we, we'll get that. We'll okay. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably only good things we can imagine. So that's I, good. I assume success uh, on their part, which actually would be bad for everybody. So, <laughs> so in, in that case, well, for the listener, I found a potentially uh, cut scene that may have, they may have just cut because of chronological reasons where they changed like, Oh, the order of events. And so they just got rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the racetrack, I guess. Yeah, we yep. see our party kind of just looking on and seeing, you know, the... What's all that? The shit that's going on. I, I guess they can kind of see uh, Rain's office from here, or... Oh, yeah, because... They, they see a huge explosion of where, you know, uh, the seat of the Sanctum is, I guess. Um, and That's right, because his office looks over the racetrack, so assuming if there's, like, a big shootout or explosion in his lounge, we could see it from the track. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I forgot that how close they were. But yeah, uh, Snow's like wondering what's going on and, and Hope's like, oh, it looks like the Calvary's made their move. Uh, and Saz is saying there, there's more to it than that. He picks up one of the uh, the receivers that was knocked off a Psycom unit and he hears that over the radio. He's like, oh, they're saying there's like pulse uh, creatures pulse all over the nasties, place. Pulse nasties, dude. 
Yeah, and that's when Fang <laughs> says, fresh off the arc, I'd wager. So that's kind of yeah. like the, the line there. Um, so they, yeah, they like don't know what to do. They're kind of like, what's happening? And yeah, what's like, happening? it's all at war. Yeah, what are we gonna do? It's like, hopes like, did we? Is this our fault? Did we do this? Like, because Bartanel's prediction it came true. It's like, well, yeah, it's because prediction. It's his, <laughs> <laughs> he rigged it. It's yeah. Just, it was rigged from the start, kid. It's like setting up a fuck ton of dominoes and being like, I am going to predict that the last domino will fall. And then cl- like knocking them all over. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Snow says, well, his future stops right here. We're the, uh, we're the ones who decide what happens next. Yep. And the party Everybody is else like, let's mosey. Go? Yeah, they, they get their little let's mosey and, um, and they're off. Did we mention that last season? Like every game has its let's mosey moment that's right yeah this is a kind of a pre let's mosey maybe right yeah it just gets more grim from here so <laughs> it gets mosier and mosier <laughs> mosier and mosier um but yeah so we're now able to walk through that like scaffolding uh yeah we're on the it, it basically feels like we're on because there's pulls like holding things it feels like we're like walking along uh lighting fixtures at, at a target or something yeah yeah, yeah it does um, and because we just got that that sweet, sweet 500,000 gil from Bhakti, and we opened our new Crystarium, uh, or our, la- our ninth Crystarium level, I was so ready and so strong going into this, because there's immediately, like, a save point right in front of you. So I just bought, like, weapon upgrade materials, and I popped all that stuff into the Crystarium. I got high wind, baby. Fang nice. just taking them out. Doesn't even care. All my weapons are like level two. Oh, wait, two. so are you, you're using high wind? Um, I did at one point and it saved my life. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so are you playing with Fang as your main character then? In this section, I switched to Fang main. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, I want to. I tried to, and then I was like, I do not know her play style right now. I got to stick with lightning, but yeah. I mm-hmm. will talk about army of one. And how fucking okay. clutch that has become for me when we get okay. to it. I'm excited. And it's funny too because I'm watching my playthrough, which uh, was at the end of like last week, and I am like three thousand points away from being able to unlock Army of One. And then I went through like three hours of playtime in this area where I could have really used that, and and then remembered to unlock. And I was it. like, oh yeah, I forgot to use that. And then I was trying to find. I'm like, where the fuck is it? And I went all the way there. And I was like, oh my god, like I had started along the path, like away from Army of One, thinking oh, you were ninety percent there yeah, yeah, and yeah, ran out of like, Crystarium points, <laughs> and so then forgot about very it. Very funny. I really do wish the. Uh, I, as beautiful as the Crystarium is, it is very uh, noisy, so it's sometimes hard to see like how far your line is going yeah. or whatever. It's forgetting very- forgetting one and and moving on is a nightmare because then you have yeah. so many different paths and it's like clunky to try and get around with. When you, before you like go into the, each roll, at least it does tell you like how yeah. many nodes yeah. that you've checked off out of all of them. So like, oh, I missed. If one it's like seventeen roll, so out of twenty one, and then you're like, okay, well. <laughs> I have like nine levels of this. Where are the th- the, the yeah? Where missing? is oh, the one? God. I have yeah. to check every. Thankfully, it doesn't yeah. cost anything to go back. You can just add on. Yeah, so. it's not like the sphere grid where you need to like spend anything to go elsewhere. But I forget if zooming out like helps you actually see which nodes are still unlocked or not. I think that no. I think a- toggle zoom. I think I tried that at one point. It just shows you like the entire like thing itself. Oh and yeah. I was just like that. It does not help at all. <laughs> it's just cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Cool over function, I'll take it here. Speaking of the Crystarium, I found that every uh, character, when you start up, quote-unquote, their Crystarium, because uh, it has like this kind of cool like crystal in the middle, 
when you boot up each person's Crystarium, it has their own jingle that plays, which is kind of oh, cool. really? Every Crystarium has like its own. I think because they're linked to like their idolins or whatever. It's very reminiscent of like the um, Xbox 360 womp kind of thing, yeah. but like slow yeah. down. Sega. <laughs> Every single one has its own flavor, which is kind of cool. I never like, noticed. That. I noticed that they had the little the little sound, but I didn't notice that they were unique for each. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. easy to miss. Like Alex pointed it out to me, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I was like, "Wait, is that just like the role that you're in?" Because like sometimes you might jump into the Castarium under Ravager and stuff. And it's like, no, every it's specific to each. Hope's is like a feather, right? It looks like a feather, or maybe it's yeah, sauces. Yeah. Like everyone has like a different kind of shape. Yeah, to that's true. Thing. Cool, yeah. interesting little details. Like a lot of love went into this really fucking clunky upgrade system that uh, <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> The, the more you go into it. But this again, game is it's perfect, really cool. and I will not hear words to the contrary. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Just flatten it out like it looks like in my guide. I'd be happy. Actually, make it more like the uh, the tree in um, World of Final Fantasy because it is like it looks pretty in 3D, but it is just like still on a two-dimensional plane, so you can see exactly oh, where yeah. you are. Yeah, I feel like if this just kind of had a list where you could just bypass the cool thing. you know, If it was just a like a, a drop-down web. Yeah, but hey. Listen, it's fun. in the remake they'll they'll fix it. I'm sure <laughs> they'll, they'll be patching that any day now. So we're at the point now where we can run around the scaffolding and actually like get into encounters with some cool enemies, like one called a bulwarker that I think looks cool as hell. Oh, is yeah. that one of the little floaty things that is that we fought in Vile Peaks? It reminds me of uh, uh, what's the little guys who fly around that Hope didn't get hit by. Oh yeah, not the tilters. But it yeah, reminds me we- of one of them, but it's like different it's like it's white and gold and like armored oh yeah i guess we did fight something like it in the vile peaks didn't we they're like tilters but kind of front that's heavy. right that's I think right it's the kind of thing i like oh yeah they're like the gorilla versions of yeah 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 and uh I, I like i like the design of those they look they look very elegant bulwarkers made me think like of chocobos again like war yeah i was looking through um my play of of this area and when i started off this save file um i took the ulan is what we fought yeah yeah, i took five uh, literally five whole minutes to upgrade uh all of saz hope and snow's shit it took me (laughs) five minutes to do it because they had almost half a million uh that's awesome (laughs) that feels great though to just like go through like uh nodes or whatever and just like bling 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 and the noise just keeps like ascending it's really really good it's real nice I should send you that. I found a. There's a way to, if you have enough CP to like, even if you like hit a dead end, there's a, a way to do it so you can keep the tone going up without interrupting. Where you it. double I've, tap, I've, you double I've tap the button that. and it goes to the. the without touching one. the stick or whatever. Yeah. Like, are you just. Mm-hmm. I've, or, yeah. I've done that. Um, and. It's kind of tricky to do, so there were certain points where I was like, well, now I need to go backwards a little bit, so let me get ready to do that. And I like try to keep it going, and it yeah. feels like 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 dropping a frame yeah, or something. Like, yeah. shit, I missed the frame perfect trick. Like, it's not yeah. that precise, but it, it, it had the same feeling. I found that clip isolated in the files, and I was like, I'm just going to make that my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 35 seconds long of just like a, a shepherd's tone. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to make that my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um... um not too much to talk about on the scaffolding, though, right? It's other than the fact that it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it looks super cool. You can see below, like you the, the city proper. I took a bunch of time to look down into the city and like the skybox in this game is amazing. It's so uh, nice. everything is done like it. It doesn't like um, 
it doesn't unfocus because it's so far away. Like if you pan down and look at the ground, you can see like streets and buildings and like everything's there. It's, it's this really amazing. makes me want to have a like a no clip or like a uh, just a free cam in this area. It'd be really cool to look at it because I'm sure it's it's super low poly when you get down there. I would imagine, but it looks I, if so it's good. even poly, it might be like just a. It's a, not even a poly. It's just a skybox. Yeah, it might just be a skybox. Oh damn! Yeah. So if it's just like a texture, it's we're inside a sphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really impressive texture. Then it really is. Yeah, it it's really cool. Um, I love. Yeah, there's still the signs from the racer, the race all everywhere. They're very look like like Coke logos and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, marquees everywhere that says like Eden. I like that there's like a giant banner on the side of the track that says speed in like big. Is letters. that what that says? <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and the concept art I sent you actually the black and white sketch of like the racetrack. Really? Uh, there's mm -hmm. like those four big or I guess five big letters at the top. <laughs> it just says speed. Oh, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I think so I cool. might have missed a treasure. Yeah, there's a lot of treasures hiding out on the um, on little. I, for the life of me, could not, I went down every branching path, and I'm watching now, and I was like looking at like the area below me, and I'm like, wait, there's obviously a fucking treasure right there that I just did not get, <laughs> and I just ran right past it. Oh no! Oh, I spent no. a lot of time looking at the mini map on this because there, it is hard to kind of figure out like what parts are walkable because it is just a lot of yeah, uh, yeah, tangents. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what what's walkable and what isn't isn't like perfectly well delineated, but it, it's not bad. It's not like it's yeah, not hard it, to get it's around. Fine. It, you'll reach certain points that have like down velocity cycles and stuff. That's like a weird obstacle that doesn't really. It's not like too maze like. It's it looks cool, yeah. but it's like just kind of like. I'm sure there's yeah, a critical man. path that you can go through and doesn't really incentivize or reward uh, exploration too much. Yeah. There is a chest containing a weapon for lightning that is guarded by a few flying seeth. What is that one? It's the Lionheart. Oh, that's oh, right, the Lionheart. Dude, I missed the Lionheart. Oh my gosh. That lets oh, what you is use that the, from? Uh, the, what's that? What's that? Yeah, that? That lets you use the uh, ultimate uh, limit break Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is just Omni slash Omni of one. <laughs> uh, quick stagger and random instant chain. Nice. Which is cool. I want to look at. I want to pull that up and see what it looks like. Oh, that looks cool as shit. I wonder if I can backtrack and get that. Not that I would really use it. I'm kind of married. It to It would one be available in the shops now, maybe because now because I don't think you can backtrack because we'll find out later. We jump down. Yeah, so I'm not sure if we can go back up. Yeah. Well, uh, well, much like in Final Fantasy VIII, Lionheart is missable. <laughs> Except in, in in eight, it's actually not missable. It just seems like it is. <laughs> is Lionheart also an eight? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's from. ultimate weapon. Yeah. yeah, that's a reference to that. I would imagine. Hell yeah! And it's like his last name, sort of too. Oh yeah, his last name's Leon, in the same way that my last name's Germ. <laughs> oh yeah, what was the? Um... <laughs> speaking of FFA, the one we're doing next season. Oh, speaking of names, there's uh the one weapon we got last, which is the Hout Claire. Hout Claire has Claire in the name. Oh, hmm. I wonder if that's intentional. Which I think, yeah, I think Hot Declare might just also be another thing in like mythology that yeah. they tend to do. If I remember correctly, there is an etymology there. Which, I mean, it could also be why they, you know, gave Lightning the name Claire. Who knows? But all I know is we get to the end of the racetrack and there is nowhere else to go. There's like a. a if only we could fly like we did at the beginning <laughs> of the cutscene. Yeah. Listen, we all ran out of TP, okay? 
It's a refactory period. <laughs> yeah. if, only, if only there was some kind of MacGuffin set up in the intro cutscene of the game uh, to help us down. Because basically, like, we see that the next area that we can go... And, and, like, the action is happening on the ground of the city. That's where everything's, like, actually taking place at. All the... the That's probably where we were headed, but the ship just crashed into the track. We maybe felt so. obligated to kind of deal with that Could mess. be, could be. Um, and, yeah, the party doesn't know how to get down there. Um Lightning's, uh, lightning's like, oh, we can... Vanille doesn't know how to get down there. <laughs> yeah. If only we could fly, she says. Yeah. And she says, and then... uh, we can jump and just jumps off because lightning's fucking insane. Where we're going, we don't need to fly. Yeah. And everybody, and yeah, and like the party kind of like in turn is like, oh, see you down there, Vanille. Oh, no big deal. I and like everybody keeps he... jumping off and Saz does like a, a dive, like he holds his nose. Like he's in his jumping head into water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I do like that we can see lightning holding it. So, like, if you're paying close attention to this, you're like, oh, I know where this is going. Like, it's yeah, very yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, as they, as they do that, Vanille's just like, what, what are you doing? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know, and like freaking out that everybody's just jumping off. See you grandside, says yeah. Snow and whatever. You all crazy. I love that Fang says, yeah, like this will be fine. Just don't drop the, don't drop the gizmo. <laughs> yeah, the gizmo. Yeah. Um, and I guess everybody's, does lightning give them to everybody? Or how did it? Lightning gives one to Vanille. Everyone else kind of already has them. Okay, um, okay. So presumably she probably just had a bunch of them for everyone. Stocking but, stuffers. Um, I do love that Vanille just like has a like really concern, a lot of concern in her voice when Fang jumps and when she says Fang, like it's, it's really good. I really like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, they, they have the little, uh, what, what are the gravity packs called? The, the little, AMPs um, or whatever? Like the Yeah, I can't remember the name of them. The Gravitor or something. It's in the, it's in the inventory. It's in the inventory. Remember, like if yeah. you, you open up items, you can go see what it's called. Let me let me start. Uh, let me start my um, FF13 game up real quick, and I'll go into the inventory. But yeah, we see everyone kind of falling really quick to towards Earth. Everyone's pretty like relaxed of it. Um, lightning, except for Vanille, Vanille who's is just flailing. flailing all around. Lightning does yeah, a cool little yeah. like little flip when she lands in her force field. Um, Snow does the superhero. She, she throws it down, but it's like a grenade. <laughs> it actually reminds me of like when they were inside the uh, the train at the beginning cutscene, because they it basically just throws them up in the air, and they have like no oh, idea what the fuck's the happening. The Gravcon unit, which is part, right. which uses the antimatter manipulation principle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget? That thing from... 13 chapters ago. <laughs> oh, I love all the cutscene. You see, like, Chocobo Chick is freaking out, even though Chocobo Chick was the one who la made the landing perfectly the first time. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Like, the just landing. Like, ah! <laughs> Could be like having fun, though. You know, maybe Chocobo Chick is it's like a roller coaster for Chocobo Chick. Not fear, but exhilaration. Yeah. yeah. Craves death. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning? Lightning's such a fucking tryhard, dude. Like, so everyone else just kind of. Um, you know, lands in their thing. Actually, she she throws be, it on the ground and then shoots she it when it's it in and the middle. It, which yeah. I, and I was like, oh, maybe that's overkill. It, it must but I think it. she is yeah. actually. Oh, dude, that's even cooler. No, she is. I think she. I think it's it, her shooting each individual one as she's like avoiding fire from these other ones. She shoots. Uh, she shoot like when she shoots her core. It's in the middle of a group of Psycom soldiers too. Yeah, and just like they just all start them all floating out. and don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So I guess these are bullet activated technology, which <laughs> BATs. Good thing she's a good shot, dude. Holy shit, she, she oh shots yeah. everyone's. Otherwise, they would be surely dead. So she lands. Saz lands with. Gingerly catching Chocobo Chick, who's like, whoo! Yeah. Like, that was a close one. Uh, Hope lands, snow lands, and then, like, 
eventually we see Fang and and, and uh, Vanille's like, you could, you should have warned me. <laughs> right. And everyone's like, oh, that's just how we get around here on Cocoon. Yeah, and they, hey, yeah I think Hope says, like, that's oh, how that's light, how light gets, gets around. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're like finally in control again. And we're facing down a street. We're like on one of these like elevated streets. And yeah, it feels like a kind of a corridor like for pedestrians maybe. because of how it connects to the rest of the city. And ahead of us is like a bunch of um, barriers with various Psycom units looking right at us, but they're at least being nice enough to let us shop at the save point first. <laughs> so like they don't run after us, but everybody's looking dead ahead right at you. They see us gluing a bunch of particle accelerators to our guns, and they're like, huh. <laughs> hmm. We'll just wait for them. <laughs> I'll, I'll let them finish. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where it goes with this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that might be a good time to take a break. Oh, let's take a break. Let's oh, take yeah. a break, my damn knees. Yeah, you gotta land more gracefully. <laughs> That's right. All right, see you in a minute. Last cutscene when we saw Rigia, I actually like when he said like "damn idealism," I thought he um, I it just had such a familiar voice. So I looked him up, and apparently uh, he's played by Josh Robert Thompson, and he's mostly known as just a guy who's on Family Guy and American Dad just to impersonate other celebrities. Like that's his whole gig. Really? Oh, wow, good for him. That's pretty. <laughs> so sick. that's all he does is just, just the impersonation. So I think it's kind of uh, cool. <laughs> I, I got a tattoo recently, and uh, our tattoo artist had um, some like later seasons of Family Guy just playing as she was tattooing uh, Frostbot and I, and it was uh, extremely nice. It that's not like usually a show I'll like pop on and like try and watch in the year 2022, but it was like very like very comfy you know it felt like you know like hanging out with my friends in in my college days just having family guy on in the background it was really nice <laughs> i uh i can just imagine like waiting to get a tattoo and you and the tattoo artist and your friends are just going peter <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yes so i'm in a killing mood let's fucking kill some psychom members the psychom guys here are easy breezy they're yeah but yeah these uh barricades are they're kind of guarding or i think they're the same kind of barricades that we saw at the gapra whitewood they're like those kind of floating hexagons yeah yeah they are. um what i find is interesting because uh every time we go to a um into a battle we get teleported into a battle screen yeah what i think is funny is that this corridor turns into like a full-ass highway width apart when we're in fight yeah yeah <laughs> it's like what with, with ceilings high enough to launch <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that happens a little later as well, like towards the end of this area where we kind of go into like, it almost looks like a movie theater. We'll get there when we get there. But like, there's like clearly a ceiling above us and then, and it's like the, the lighting changes inside of it. And when you get into a battle, it just looks like you're outside again. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like fighting in a, in fucking Hope's apartment or whatever. And then it's suddenly <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, that's what I always warehouse. think about. <laughs> Blew the roof off, yeah. <laughs> it, I will say though, it is beautiful. Like it's- oh, it's really incredible nice. looking like i noticed all the, like the water on the ground for some reason it's really mm. weird 
like the floor, the ground's just wet. Is it? I couldn't tell if it was wet or if it was like the texture. I, I assumed of the it ground. was like gold. It's glass. Yeah. I mean, it just it's just the way it ripples on the uh, when it hits the light. It's really it does. It does. Yeah. It definitely looks like water. Looking back at it, I kind of just assumed it was very like elegant gold. You know, where Eden, where the streets are paved with gold. We're gonna be <laughs> living on Easy Street right there in uh, Leviathan <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, there are streets. That, you notice, Carl, that uh, certain areas of Eden are named after different gods and stuff. Yeah, I think everyone is is named after uh, like former um, summons from Final Fantasy games, like Ramu Interchange, Siren Park, Leviathan yep. Plaza, yeah. the Skywalk, which we are on yeah. currently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, named after uh, the Jedi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, the ultimate summon in World of Final Fantasy, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Actually, you know what? They, fucking Luke Skywalker is probably in Kingdom Hearts or some shit by now, right? No, not yet. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for Winnie the Pooh and Kylo Ren to hang out. Come on, get on it, Namora. I want to see Namora's take on Luke Skywalker's cool <laughs> outfit from... Uh, Just has more zippers. Ruining <laughs> all the rules of Star Wars design. So You're not supposed belts. to have zippers. Uh, so yeah, at the end I mean, of... Um, these, these enemies here aren't really... There's not too much going on with them in these battles. There's, There's more a new Mantheron variant, right? The, the Adamantheron, yeah. Which is interesting. Does that mean they've like used Adamantois like DNA in them or something? I wonder if it's that or if it's like the uh, the Adamant. Uh, oh fuck, Adamantite or whatever. Adamantite, yeah, to like to bolster them up. Yeah, yeah to be their um, their armor or armor, whatever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there's the uh, the Sanctum Seraph, uh, which I think th- one of these enemies sends out like a little targeting uh, ball that you can fight, or you can do oh, what yeah. I did, which is just completely ignore it and kill it. There was an enemy anyway. who did that a couple chapters ago. I the remember. targeting beacon is what those yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that thing? Uh, is that something I have to worry about? What is that? It was it was much more difficult before, if I remember right, the targeting yeah. beacon. But now it's it's not a big deal. Uh, I do like the uh, like the angel naming convention of all the enemies here. Like yeah, Eden, yeah, we're very yeah, much in the holy office. Is actually the holy office of Eden. Yeah, everything's very biblical. I think it. I think the white and gold colors. The, too. the sanctum is called the holy office in the Japanese, like liter in literal translation. It's called oh, the holy yeah. office. Makes sense. The sanctum, which make yeah, it's the churchy elements are just gonna. They're really going hard turn, with that. Yeah, they, soon we will find our communion for the first time this uh, this season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are we going to fight the Eucharist in this? <laughs> <laughs> Lightning um, just throws the Eucharist into the air and shoots it, and the Jesus <laughs> Idolin comes out of it. <laughs> he unmounts on the cross and uses it as a fucking like, hammer or some shit. <laughs> 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 he transforms yeah, the, it. The, yeah, he just transforms into like, He's a He's got him on his arms. Yeah. yeah, and he can shoot bullets out of the, uh, the crosses on his arms. <laughs> But yeah, at the uh, at the end of this little hallway, um, we see like a little. Uh, I don't know if it's a teleporter or an elevator, but there's I think like, it's an elevator because yeah, of there's the a way off. shot next. It's a dumb waiter. Yeah, a series of tubes. I mean, yeah, what it was? Some kind of tube. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there's some psychom soldiers who stop us there, and they oh, yeah, say, we get a little cutscene. Yeah, the, uh, we see some. Uh, Psychom soldiers using the elevators, and then other ones block our path when they see us and say, "Eden's under our jurisdiction," and they they come. To they think we're with the Calvary, I think, because they say Calvary stand. Oh, down. that's true. At first, at first they think. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're actually talking to the other Calvary soldiers. So Calvary are like hitting the elevators, right? The Calvary are hitting the elevators. Yeah, and they say stand down. Eden's under our jurisdiction, and then we roll up, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And they have to fight us to. To yeah. keep us from getting on the elevators, but that you. doesn't work because they're babies and they suck. And so we murder the shit out of them, and we get on those elevators. 
So we're hot on the Calvary's tail is kind of what this is implying. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's kind of a race to the heart of the city to make sure, um, you know, we can stop the, the Calvary, Calvary from kill orphan, ushering yeah. in the apocalypse when they're trying to prevent the apocalypse. <laughs> we're going to burn <laughs> down right. the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, these elevators look like helmets. They look like the freaking... Who's the bad guy in uh, the, the Buzz Lightyear universe? Zerg, right? Zerg. Yeah, it looks like a Zerg helmet that you uh-huh. walk into. Imagine, if you will, you're looking at Zerg from the hit Square Enix game Kingdom Hearts 2, I assume. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, but yeah, because so, the camera pans over, we see those elevators, and they do, I think, just go straight, like, act as elevator to the highway, or a pedestrian-like elevator, because we are, like, pedestrians at this point. <laughs> it, yeah, and it takes us down to, like, a little, it looks like an access elevator, because the area it takes us to is on the side of, like, a tunneled highway. This is like those doors you always think about, well, I mean, I do, when I'm driving I, through a I tunnel. I think about all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh like, my god. It's like, what's behind there? Like, Who's in there? <laughs> Whose office is that? <laughs> That commute must suck. Is this where the show is? <laughs> that's that's the best part of the Final Fantasy VII remake is you get to go into the doors on the side of a tunnel. <laughs> Sit a, down on a, a bench and buy some potions oh, out yeah. of a vending machine. Yeah, yeah, they just got they got a bench and a vending machine back there. Let's think bombing the bombing run, but with like a cool jazzy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, you find in the, the background of the jukebox. <laughs> But the party has a discussion where, like, Saz is like, so what's the deal with the cavalry? Why are they here? And Lightning, you know, tells us, the audience, once again, the cavalry is here to kill Orphan. If they kill Orphan, that will be bad. We should <laughs> not let them do that. And so, like... It, Orphan the, is basically the heart of Cocoon, right? Yeah. It's like the, and that's like Fang, the party... Fang literally says, right, and if they destroy it, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, it, it's, once again, it's all the information we've already heard, but they need to, one more time, to the audience, be like, basically, Cocoon by the way, is also, I wonder if we if we didn't read any of the data logs, you know, and just kind of were playing through it and not really talking about it in depth each week. Oh, like, maybe it could maybe. easily kind of go over your head because you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like we we thought we had to kill Orphan, now we're trying to save Orphan, and who's oh, maybe, why? Maybe. Why is the one army trying to kill? Or- you know, it, it's a confusing. Our thing, focus so. is to destroy Orphan because that's right Be- yeah because yes, that's yes. they want us to destroy uh, because- supposedly our, our focus literally just showed us ragnarok <laughs> like we don't know we if basically that, found yeah. out a few like cutscenes ago that i guess maybe a few, like chapters ago at this point that like cocoon itself is a fallacy of, of sorts right and like we kind of uh I think it's a construction. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a I think fallacy. no. It's because just, I, I thought orphan is a fallacy. I don't know if that's true. Orphan or not. is a fallacy. Orphan, orphan yeah, a fallacy. orphan's a god. An whatever. orphan power. Cocoon it. is just something to hold everything in. Uh, basically, okay. just um, uh, again the 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 prophecy or whatever is just they were yeah. like, fallacy. We're like, well, we need to bring back the maker. So the only way that we can do this is by sacrificing enough people to make enough ripples that yeah. can then bring about him coming back. I think there's only four gods, if I'm not mistaken. It's like. Lindsay. Yeah, the Father, the Son, and the Holy, and the Spirit. That's right. Yeah, I think there's Lindsay, there's Etro, there's Pulse, and the Maker. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, yeah. The Stevie Nicks, the Maker. And I, I think those are like the four. And then the their creations are the fallacy, I believe. Gotcha. If I'm not mistaken. And I may be. We and I know, be I know way. everybody's going to be like, oh, but Curtis, you silly fool. Don't you know about the true God of Final Fantasy 13 3? Yes, I know. Nomura, we we'll get, get it. There. We know. He's the we, God. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Velza, I know. It. <laughs> it comes up in the uh, Eidolon texts as well. If you translate those, I think it's the goddess is mentioned mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we know of. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Etro, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, spoilers. I guess for is that spoilers? Two? I think so. I've no, not it's know. it's important to the game. I think we've heard a little bit about Etro. I don't think we. I don't know if we have in any in any data logs or anything. Really, I know we've talked about it. Ooh, in we did, terms. We did once last time. Last oh, okay. time we heard about it because we know. Do we the hear reason... about it by name though? Because I I remember hearing about it. It just the says goddess. the goddess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Curtis Etro. out here fucking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> She's unnamed, I think, in thirteen, but uh, we know her name I think, <laughs> by thirteen two or something like yeah. that. And actually, there's there's some stuff that earlier in the season I was like, oh, oh, put a pin in this, but I actually don't know where it actually says it, so I'm just hoping that it comes up eventually. Yeah, um, exactly. Because <laughs> there's like a thing that we may get to in this episode that's like the most important thing and like i don't think they ever name it or point it out or go like hey look at that thing even so like yeah, whatever but anyway we're on the shoulder of this highway and uh trans gates start opening up yeah, yeah fucking all these cars just start getting out. fucking owned yeah. immediately oh, i would hate to be in these cars toad's turnpike has been overrun by pulse nasties and uh, <laughs> no blue shell will save you <laughs> this is really selling the pulse uh pulse motives because we know the pulse hate cars mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly. that's right yeah it's like fuck your transit fuck highways <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't remember where it was but there's a point where there's like a car and v- vanille says what is that <laughs> really Did we talk like, about that already? I, I can't remember if that was i think that's in this episode somewhere there's just field dialogue of vanille saying what is that and it's like literally just a car <laughs> <laughs> and i was like wait what what is vanille talking about like is it something in the distance and it's like no she might literally just not know what a car yeah, is maybe. because she's super based <laughs> And then, uh, but awesome. I was thinking about that too, and I'm like, no, she fucking knows what a car is. One of her friends fucking turned into a car or whatever. Like, <laughs> she watched Zaz turn into a car. Like, well, maybe she she thinks it's an Idolan, but it's like yeah. <laughs> some uh, sort of Idolan thing. Yeah. yeah. By the way, so there are um, there are behemoths here, and like I feel like the behemoths here are kind of tough. They're a little, they're a little hard. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few. There's, of there's them. a couple different classes of behemoths here. The one oh that my we're fighting God, the right later now, ones, I, I can't even do it. This th- these ones, um, I think it's these ones. This is uh, a behemoth king we get in the banditori. Oh, fight this this one's just a behemoth king. We fought a million of these by now doing the missions. You have know? we fought a million Easy. of these? Oh, well, we I fought mean, the we fought the ones that like we fought are one in a, in a half HP and are fighting another beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one wasn't too difficult, I don't think. But there's like a class of this later that is much harder. That's a motherfucker. And yeah. uh, it comes in in a, a variant where there's just two of them. There's a, what? Yeah, when <laughs> that happened, I was like, fighting. no, thank you. Yeah, sp- specifically with this, like, I saw this Behemoth King, and I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, wait, I've been fighting these since, you know, two chapters ago or whatever. I'm not that scared of them by now. Um, and then immediately after this, we see a cutscene of the, like, stupid little frog guys that are just, like, all over the <laughs> choke. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm so afraid. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But yeah, we so yeah we fight through the we fight through Sahagan, we fight through the Behemoth King. Um, there's also just like Saz, as, we, as 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 he sees the frog, Saz just says, "We're never gonna make it." Not meaning like we can't win these fights, but basically <laughs> like it is a race against the clock in two respects. One, yeah, almost yeah. seeth time. Two, we have to stop the cavalry from killing Orphan, and that's right. thus yeah. the world or whatever. Very in line with your thinking, Carl, because it shows you Sahagans pop up, and that's so we're like, "Oh no, we're doomed." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no escaping this. 
shit. Behemoth King's no problem. Fucking I keep frogs. using Ravager. I don't know why this fight is so hard. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like some pedestrians around here that you can kind of talk to. They don't really yeah, say anything yeah. too much interest. Just like, oh, don't let me die. And like, oh, where are we even supposed to run? But wham, wham. Yeah, you know, it's been like, a while since we've had uh, pedestrians to talk to. So that's kind of cool. Yes, yeah, not since Palin Polum. This really. chapter is really long. Um, like there's a lot to it that you go to a lot of different areas and as you continue through, I do like that. It gives you a sense of what the situation is. Cause like we start to say okay, right now we're seeing pedestrians for the first time. Don't let me die. What do I do? Where do I go? And then as we continue through it, people are like, well, I'm going to try heading here. Let's head there. Maybe that'll yeah. be safe. And then you end up going there. And then it's not safe. And the people are like, well, now where are we going to go? Let's try going here. And so you like, are we really safe here? Yeah. We're in Eden hall. Yeah, exactly. And so you you get this sense of like everybody trying to find safety and some of the places that are supposed to be the most safe, you visit those places and you see them start to be overrun. And so like everything keeps getting backed up to the seat of the sanctum, like everybody's heading to the Capitol building. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it, it's nice because it like it, it there's everyone's like a, trying to get out of Washington, D.C. We're the only <laughs> schmucks trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's cool because like there's like a bit of a, like a narrative progression in that way. It's not just like buildings falling down and and like roads getting blown up. There's a sense of like, oh, shit is getting more and more dire as we go. It's also pretty cool to see this from not just like a gameplay, like the further you go into your destination, the harder the enemies get. But in kind of like a meta context where it's like Bartandalus's plan. Like, so we get here, we're on these highways and we're fighting like not the hardest enemies on Pulse. And then the, the further in we get, like Bartandalus is just dispatching like extremely difficult things in the heart of the city. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. If, Which if, seems if, counterproductive to his whole thing of like, we need to have orphan kill. Like, he's already I, succeeded well, in making it seem like there's a war of Pulse. Yeah. Like, the cavalry's dead set. Like, maybe don't throw a fucking giant adamantoids right outside the place that you need them to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I know that he, like, does say that, like, you know, if you don't do it, and even if the cavalry can't do it, we'll just have them all rip each other apart. Because yeah. in the end, like, the goal is to get the maker to come back. So I guess whether or not Cocoon falls, as whether long as everybody the dies. Whether through the death of Orphan or just through the massive casualties that are bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have to fight a proto-behemoth, which I think this might we be the do. one that you were talking about. We know that this That's, one It's not means quite the business. one I was talking about yet, but this guy is an yeah. asshole as well. Oh, yeah. This one's not that bad. That's the for red a one, very, right? yeah, yeah. For yeah. a very uh, specific reason, um, when he goes into his stand in like a guy mode, he does not gain all of his HP back. God, thank God. And the reason for that, I think, um, is because he's one of these ones HP. that has been taken by um, the Sanctum oh, you're and right. augmented. So right. not as good as the real thing. He can still stand like a guy, but it's he. You know, you lose something in that trade of of enough. upgrading them. Fair enough. Before I reach them, we also like this. The ceiling gets blown in, and we fight one of those uh, aerial uh, enemies. The uh, I hate those guys. Amphisbina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, Bina? the flying the uh, the the Grand Pulse version of like the Garuda. Yeah, yeah. it's got it's got all, it's real gnarly. It's like got hair and feathers. It's kind of more. Muppety looking. <laughs> it does that move feeding stoop or whatever it's called, the feeding swoop, and I hate it because it'll just kill you in one hit. But I didn't get killed. It was fine. <laughs> cool. Um, we get the rebel heart here, which is a weapon for snow, who I will indeed. probably never use, and that weapon I also will never use. Yeah. 
Yeah. What is that, like a Bruce Springsteen-ass, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Billy Idol or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a... There's a big wall that we can hop over. Yeah. And uh, we see a, a familiar thing kind of just waiting for us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Y'all remember that guy? That guy, Roche? Roche. Roche. That Roche who I was fully convinced was dead and also completely Because he got about. fucking full of bullets? Is that why you thought he was yeah. dead? Because yeah, me usually, too. Yeah. We did see him. I mean, we did see him on our escape from the Palamecia. He was chased us to the Ark. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that's where we saw him in his like cool souped out weird flying bug, which is what this is. Yeah, yeah we see we his now. weird flying I have bug you here. now, Lissy. Yeah. He says. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, He's caught up. Actually, I think we get a, a, a hint of this because as we're walking the highway, we do hear a uh, over the intercom Roche's voice. It's uh, like, oh, that fucking guy's here. Is, that that uh, fucking guy. And who could forget such a voice? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good voice. Oh, said. it's a very good voice. But again, attention I, all psychom personnel. I, Eliminate all pulse threats and protect cocoon. Yeah. I just completely forgot this guy existed. I was like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, this fucko. <laughs> oh yeah, that, there's the other shoe that I forgot about. It's finally dropped. <laughs> But yeah, he uh, he walks out. He he is uh, out of his uh, vehicle. Crab, <laughs> his, his his giant enemy crab, and um, his Gundam. Yeah, and Snow's like, "Oh, Roche," and he's like, "Oh, I see your power has grown, Mister Villiers," which I like for some <laughs> reason. Wanna, I like. Do you want to speak on that a little bit, Alex? Because I know you had a fun little bit of trivia on that. Oh yeah, so I was um, ripping the text in this, and I th- it kind of makes sense because I think in American like fiction. 21 years old tend to be just like aged up to like adults yeah. in America. Um, but when Roche sees Villiers, he calls him uh, Snow Coon. Oh, think, really? <laughs> yeah, which I think, like, okay, it makes sense. Like, oh, he does. More, like, I'm a teenage, at, yeah, you're right. A, more of a teenage heartthrob, I guess, than like in the Japanese original version. He's more, still more of a kid, which makes sense of why you would hang out with Nora, which is like a bunch of little, like, there's a yeah. bunch of punks. It makes sense, but I thought it was very funny, like, the, Snow Coon. <laughs> the, the, that the military just seems like, oh, this fucking kid won't get, leave me alone. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Roche calls him uh, Oni-chan, which... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I see your powers um, of coon, Snow Coon. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Very cute. Very cute. I see your power has grown, Mr. Villiers. No matter... We will lay down our lives if that is what it takes to stop you. And then Snow says what I'm thinking too. He's like, "Yo, we're on the same side now. We can, we can, yeah, not we can do be this. boys, dude. We can, <laughs> we, be boys. we can be bros." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I, I don't trust you. You're sea. We can trust the pawns no more than the falci who move them. Humanity's yeah. fate rests in its own hands." So I guess he's become like entirely Sid pilled or like cavalry pilled because like that was their whole thing I think he is just um I think the whole point of this character is he is like sticking to his guns to a fault like this is mm-hmm. all he knows he thinks he he talks about it a little later as well um where he kind of realizes that his faith was misguided um well he's already kind of changed sides here I mean he does like believe in the same thing technically which is like the safety of the citizens of cocoon at the expense of like incredible violence against people right but I think it's not until much later that he kind of uh, maybe just because we kicked the shit out of him and he realizes, but um, he he's fully uh, falsy pilled. He he's a religious zealot. Uh, well, now fault. he's not because he's like I don't trust Lacy or Falsy. Right. right in this scene because he was the first time because he was against us. He was against the cavalry, so he didn't like the Falsy or the Lacy. Now he does, or no, he did like the Falsy, but not the Lacy because he was on their side, and now he's not on their side because he's like no, now Falsy and Lacy are bad. And then later he's like, 
okay, j- we just have to believe in ourselves. We can trust the pawns no more than the fallacy that moves. Yeah, them, we can so. trust pawns no more than okay, the fallacy. So, yeah, he's them. starting. So he's to... saying like, wait, I think he's saying the fallacy. I think he specifically means the pulse fallacy. Oh, so maybe, like, so. The, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, fallacy maybe doesn't so. necessarily mean. Mm-hmm. It's like I trust Eden and like that fallacy. So like, I will trust fair. anything that falls in and our I hands. Guess, yeah. so, I guess not everybody knows. He sees it as a cocoon versus pulse thing. Like we are on the yeah, side of pulse. Yeah. We are and part I, of the problem. And I guess not everybody knows that Dicely is Bartandalus either. Yeah, so exactly. He might yeah, just be so like, he faked his death. Like Sid's back, to took the reins. He, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, fully right, right. like he is fully in the I am going to protect Cocoon at all costs sort yeah, of way, yeah. and not even in like a Sid way kind of like where he's like, oh well, I I can have my own free will. He's just like, no, no, no. Nevertheless, even if you say we're on the the same team, I, we have to. I, I'm going to kill you because yeah. I don't trust you or your shitty falsy. And he gets in his big crap. He, he's so much. He's being very noble. He's like the most dedicated fucko ever. He's like, I'm just going to do. It. I'm care. Yeah. Like you can't fool me. And he and he does get in his giant crab Gundam, which has a name that just reminds me of FF7. It's just FF7 again. Yes. Incredible. Yeah, we mentioned this last cutscene, but it is the proud clad. Uh, this is the proud, proud clad. Clad. <laughs> clad. Right. Mm-hmm. Goodness. No, yeah. I want roast beef. You clad. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the design of this thing because it's got uh, like a like a tengu face on the front or something. It's yeah. It's in the beginning, into into this fight, it does a thing where it spins upside down, so it has like two positions: it has crab mode and kind of the ashumnal style yeah, thing, the su- the uh, where it's like a flying kind of like mantis instead. Yeah, it's yeah. So really he like cool. jumps into the um, he kind of gets into like into the it. cockpit, and then it spins around, so it's got like the attack mode or whatever with the 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 tengu, like you said, the tengu mask kind of face. That's his like assault mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's freaking cool. It's a, a um, super cool. cool design. The animations are just super like fast and like uncomfortable because these, as we saw in the in the uh, big chase with this thing, it has these kind of floating guns that just kind of follow it around in an array that aren't really attacked, but they just like come around and just like point like ten guns. It's like it's like the knife cat meme where the cat's like has like a million knives. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just appear over top of you and then immediately. <laughs> Yeah, they just like beam in. Like they could easily just like drive into you and probably just turn you into salsa. But they decided to stop right there and just belt pelt you with bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this thing's very cool. It's very aggressive um, and can really uh, kick your ass if you're not paying attention. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. I think I I think I lost to it once, uh, maybe twice. Frankly, it's it's yeah, it's a little bit. Challenging. I definitely lost to it once. I'm trying to um, remember specifically. I think I took it out the the second time with like a little smarter playing. This does, in some way, feel like Sky Tank Part Two because of just the vibe of like kind of what this thing is weak against versus like how strong and fast it is. Yeah, yeah, it's um, but like the Sky Tank, it can't uh, debuff you, so it's good to just like have a synergist on hand yeah mm. so i was still using um lightning fang and vanille and uh after the first time i was like okay well i can't debuff it so now i just need to change vanille's role so that she is no longer wasting turns just trying to you know she's not going to try and actually debuff him um and it wouldn't be successful anyway so just played it a little better and and not not too difficult um it was like a three-star fight for me. I it took me like six minutes and fifty seconds out of like target time of seven twenty-three. But yeah, the, I think the dangerous thing is that like once you stagger it the first time and it comes out or it like leaves stagger, it uses a technique called limiters deactivated, which gives yeah. it like a bunch of health back, and it buffs itself permanently, like its defense and strength and all that stuff. And I wasn't limiting. Does it? Itself. Does it give that here? Uh, yeah, even on the first encounter, it does. 
And then it starts hitting you with a retaliatory strike, mm-hmm. which does a Ooh. shitload of damage. And all of its like, and every time it recovers from stagger, it's like lasers are stronger. And so, like, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> like, yeah. the more you do it, it's tough. Um, it's a doozy. It's a doozy of a fight. It, it is. Yeah, it, it can get out of hand pretty quick. You got to stay on top of your um, your uh, health here for sure. Yeah. So it's a juggle. I, you were. We'll talk about that next, probably next episode. But like you, yeah. Spoilers. This isn't the only time we fight this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, I don't know if there's anything really that wants to talk about it. I, just, I yeah, like kind of what you were saying is just kind of keep an eye on your health because it doesn't. The limiters uh, attack in this instance does not. Um, I, I don't believe it uh, heals it up. At least not to full. Yeah, not to full. Not to full. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler for the next fight. <laughs> he does drop a particle accelerator, which is pretty nice. Indeed he does. So after we defeat um, Proudclad, uh, someone, I don't think it's Roche, says, that's all she can take. Fall back. <laughs> and the script just says operator. Oh, yeah. Like someone on the, I think it's the same person who was like, yeah, it's like a dispatcher. But uh, fall back it does. It does a cool little flip and flies off into parts unknown. Never to be seen again until next week when it's a much, much fucking harder fight. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of give us a little bit of exposition here as well with Vanille being like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, we're on the same side. We want the same thing. Why can't we just work together? Like, it'd be really nice to have the proud clad on our side instead of having to fight it. Um, <laughs> Frank just says, yeah, like, these people are so blinded by fear they can't even imagine it. Are we too late? And Snow keeps the optimism up by saying, not yet, and we can't give up. No one else knows the truth. Yeah, yeah. And, and Lightning's like, only we know about the plan to destroy Cocoon, and Hope says, and the fallacy behind it, Bartendalus. So, at very least, like we saw we last time. We got the time, cool knowledge. Yeah, yeah, the cool knowledge. But like we saw last time, they're kind of like, the most important thing is that we set in motion the idea to save these people. Like, if some people listen to us and hear our story, maybe we can save everything so right now but yeah nobody else knows about the plan so yeah Saz underlines that by saying once everything is finally out in the open people are gonna have to wake up from this nightmare and lightning says let's show them how human we still are yeah because at this point everyone is thinking that the lissi are just a part of the the pulse invasion quote unquote and that they are literal monsters like they're terrified of them right i do like the uh the way you get out of this area i think it's pretty cool there is Ooh, like a nice diagonal elevator and nice like access shaft with a yeah. diagonal elevator in it to like one of the struts that hold the uh the highway up and you get down to like presumably the ground floor or at least ground floor-esque of eden uh with it's, that uh i mean every video game has to have a diagonal elevator at some point every good one at least this one's small though it's not like a battle diagonal elevator yeah, this isn't like us fighting hordes of enemies as we go down in slow motion and yeah this yeah, is like this- you put your hard hat on and write something down on your clipboard while you're uh, taking it. <laughs> Safety inspector. That's right. This one's kind of weird in that you can um, run around a little bit in it. Um, a very little bit. <laughs> in the cutscene. And then Lightning will say something and she just kind of stops and stands still for a while. And then <laughs> after she's done talking, you can run around again. And I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like it's loading in another area. <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually at the, at the bottom of this area though is the battle that I almost lost. I was about that. We get another cutscene. We do get another cutscene. There is We're a- on street level. Uh, one of those berserkers, I guess it's called a tyrant now, is yeah charging some Psycom ar- arms down 
the highway. They fly, hit it with a bazooka, and like you see this big cloud of smoke. Like, oh, did we get it? And from the cloud of smoke comes a fucking adamant child. An adamant child, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is the smaller adamant toys, so a little more, uh, br- a little faster. But smaller still being like stories and stories tall. It's about, yeah, it's brontosaurus height. Yeah, very, very scary. <laughs> brontosaurus height. Yeah. You've, you've seen them. They do exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like it's it's getting ready to just like absolutely fucking stomp down these uh stomping turts. Yeah, these these Psycom soldiers and and they all fall back, right? They're like fall back suppressing fire and they start closing a gate so that like they can get away from this uh Adamantoys. But one of the guards is left behind. He gets closed out after the gate closes. And he's like, "Oh my god, please please open up." And he's like banging on the gate trying to Literally get to open. the Eric Andre let me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me in. And, I mean, he literally could have just go to the elevator where we were and i don't think the adamant child will be able to reach him but yeah. well, we, so we come out of the elevator and see what's happening i guess he recognizes us as he can't fit in an elevator he's too big <laughs> his hat his hat too big um he recognizes that we're a threat or whatever but uh i think this like hope like we're not hope snow like no one says anything, no no one really. says no one anything says yet anything. we kind of just like not stand yet. between uh the adamant child and him snow looks over his shoulder and sees him that's it yeah yeah yeah, and, uh, yeah, but and, we protect uh, them we, from we the Adamant. Show them what real heroes are made of. <laughs> we gotta win this. And uh, yeah, I almost died here. I died. This is tough. It's, it's definitely fight. tough. I, yeah. I had a little. I think magic. I did die a couple of times here until I had to like respec a little bit to make sure that I didn't just immediately get stepped on to death. I just I think this is the only mandatory Adamantois battle, right? I believe so. For, yeah, I, I threw a last minute hail mary of a um, high wind fucking. Uh, Fang's ultimate uh, move, and it just killed the shit out of him. It just Fuck killed yes. him in one, and I was like, "Let's go, Fang!" <laughs> yeah, I think with 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 high wind. So I don't know if we talked about the way that that works, but it will completely clear the stagger bar, but it'll deal like devastating hit. Yeah. Um. So if you have no. a lot of stagger built up on this uh thing, and then you hit it with a high wind, it'll get rid of that stagger. You don't wait for the bar to go down anymore, but it'll deal probably. At certain percent thresholds, it'll deal more damage to the enemy than you would get just by continuing the stagger. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good like last ditch kind of like uh, attack. At this point, I still have uh, didn't realize that I, despite leveling up lightning somewhere, that I didn't have army of one, and I completely forgot about that as a concept. So I wasn't even trying it. This thing is yeah, kind of tough because it's every time it steps, it just hits you with hits like, like a the whole party. Damage. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. If we, if, uh, if synergists could learn float and like teach everyone float, mm-hmm. that would be great. Cause it's just, I think <laughs> I, just I, shook. I put on some clay rings. I don't know if this is actually like earth elemental damage or anything, but I put a clay ring on vanille and, uh, was able to like get by enough to, um, hmm. to take it down. Yeah. These things are soft shell turtle designs too. I just remembered. You got the little weird little snoot and the funky little cheeks. Oh yeah, I died to this thing a fuck ton of times, dude. Really? <laughs> I'm watching back. I would have. I would have if not for that last move. I was like, cause like I was fighting it. And I was like, I don't even know how to do this. Like I'm not even sure how to like take this guy on. And then I just this threw is, that out there and I won with it. This is a fight that seems like it's very necessary to have a synergist. Oh, to just yeah. at least put Protect. up all of your resistances so that you're not just getting fucking owned. Um, yeah. Probably even check your accessories to see if you have like any accessories you can. Uh, I always forget to upgrade my accessories, like yeah, my, yeah. my rings and bracelets or whatever to kind of uh, uh, until I get like final defense. level weapon 
shit, I am afraid to upgrade any accessories. And I just feel like I'm like, accessories seem so situational to me that I like, I don't want to dump a bunch of shit into an accessory that I might not always want to use. Right, right. But there are certain accessories like the the black belt or whatever that I have on Fang is like extremely good. And uh, the tetradic items also seem very good. <laughs> and a picture of a soft-shelled tortoise or whatever that Alex just put in the Discord. Oh, yeah, look at that snoot. <laughs> but, yeah, so we saved this guy's life, and, um, you know, he knows who we are. He joins our party. Are. Yeah, he joins <laughs> the party. This is uh, Billy. <laughs> but he um he sees us and says, let's see, and he, like, points his gun and stuff, and then Snow stops everyone, puts his hand Yeah, up. everybody's, like, getting ready to fight him. They're, like, they're going to go at him. Don't you fucking dare, kiddo. Yeah, and, yeah. and that guy kind of, um, hopefully, hopefully he's like, oh, these guys aren't my enemy. Uh, yeah, but he just yeah, runs. I think Snow he's just like, I just watched these way. things kill this thing. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. fuck with them. Why would we, the, the side of Pulse, destroy this uh, big bioweapon that is supposedly invading? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so then we get uh, cut over to another scene where we see some civilians kind of just milling around. And if you look they closely, are just if you look closely at the one guy who's kind of towards the front, um, all the way to the right of the screen, he is walking exactly like the meme of like the virgin with his like. <laughs> <down> and, <laughs> I need to. I need the to Chad take this. Lightning. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the Chad Snow, oh, just like Snow, you know, yeah. like doing his weird like flexing like, pose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and just the virgin uh, Eden pedestrian. <laughs> um, Weirdos. I don't blame this guy for walking like that. Like he, he thinks the apocalypse is happening. But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people like like you said just milling around, being like, "Well, shit's fucked." <laughs> yeah, we're basically on just on an expressway now. Yeah, it, um, it is nice that the uh, civilians aren't actively trying to take up arms against us. I guess they might just be kind of resigned to, oh, the, yeah, the um, army has invaded and there's nothing we can do. Well, we'll it's like Palin Polum, where all the civilians just assume that we're also civilians, yeah. and all the soldiers just assume we're like <laughs> yeah. soldiers on their side or whatever. Well, maybe a. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about it next time because I think this is where we're probably going to end it for today. Yeah, there's a nice little save spot over here that we can hit Indeed. up. Indeed, I was going to say maybe the uh, the um, grab that Punisher if you want the item chest. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. a fang weapon, right? Yeah, I was going to say maybe they're just milling around and not going any further because the next enemy that we're going to have to fight is the Humbaba. Which oh next, yeah, next time we can we can hear about how tilted that makes me. Oh my so. god, dude! Yeah, that—that's the thing that I was talking about earlier, where there's two of them in fuck one thing, and it's like that fuck fucking that, that dude. shit sucks. <laughs> Have you? Did you beat both of them? Just a little. No, hint for I next ran week. by them. Okay, because I in the little devil and the little angel on my shoulder, both of them are Curtis. And when I was trying to fight these two things, I heard the little devil one saying, just Curtis's voice reverberating in my head saying, no, I fight every enemy in this game. Like no matter what I'm up until this point, I have, (laughs) I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I got pretty close to beating the one. And then I got hit with some bullshit. And I was like, fuck this. I'm never trying it again. I beat the one, but I cheated. And I I didn't cheat. It's not cheating. There's no cheating in the game, but like I used, Every fucking Fortisol, Aegisol, Deceptisol, I was solved up. And I was yeah, just like, all right, let's go. It does not go. seem worth all those sols. And then I was like, okay, well, that, th- that's probably just one of them, right? It's I can just use all the sols, and that's probably just that one. And then there's like 10 of them coming up. Anyway, we'll talk about it. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, there's a lot of shit happening. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of shit, shit happening. Yeah. I do like, well, one last thing because it's in the kind of in the same vein. Uh, starting in this area, you start seeing like shit just happening out of bounds. Yes. Yes. Like next to the, next to the item chest, uh, the Punisher, you actually see like two, a Psycom and a like pulse, 
uh, behemoth like fighting yeah and yeah. shit like it's fucking cool that is fucking tight um <laughs> i think the pulse one wins so, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i, I completely because it, it doesn't regain all like, of its hp when it goes standing like a guy mode just like we were saying <laughs> yeah they um there keeps being like explosions that you can hear as well where i think yeah. like you're supposed to actually see what is happening with the explosions and like then you see little bits of fire, like where it was happening and stuff. But every time my camera was pointed in the opposite direction, yeah, so it's like, whoa. Yeah, and I was I like, know, oh, that probably would have been cool to see. I see some of them, and then I like see the screen shake and like fire. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, what, what was it? What was it? <laughs> I missed it. What happened? Ooh, what I missed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that chapter. We'll get to that next week. In the meantime, this has been every F and FF. So says you. You guys got anything going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be running Dark Souls at MAGFest. I, I still oh, don't yeah. know if they released the official schedule, but last I checked, I will be running Dark Souls on the Saturday night. So like the last night of MAGFest at like, I think, 1045 p.m. So if you're at MAGFest and you wanted to see that, check it out. If you're not going to be at MAGFest, it will be streaming at uh, twitch.tv slash MAGFest, as in how I'm going to be running, which is very fast. Speeds never before seen when I'm you know, at day three of a con and it's late at night and I probably have indigestion and I probably drank some alcohol, but it'll be good. It'll be fun. It's going to be a good time. I need to send an email. See if I can get in there because I did not get my comp ticket email. Those fuckers. I also have speed running news. Um, I will be running uh, VVV VVV on twitch.tv slash pace pals official. Nice. For uh, our uh, the 12 days of Pacemus. So on uh, December 23rd at 8.30 EST, you can come watch me and try to try to PB in that game. We'll see how it goes. Hell yeah. Uh, what's the name of the fucking one? Hell Jump. Oh, the Vinny Vinny Vici Jump. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo yeah. or something. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Yeah. Hey, I've I been was, getting that in the first try recently. So That's amazing. I was able to get that trinket in my casual playthrough of it, but that is a very difficult jump. That's a difficult ass jump. <laughs> um, so, like this post to make Carl learn the speedrun and race me. Oh, I would love to learn the speedrun. Maybe uh, maybe fun. after Magfest. Yeah. Not enough hours in the day for a Final Fantasy <laughs> podcast about Final Fantasy 13. Uh, speedrun marathon run of Dark Souls. No wrong warp any percent uh, <laughs> in person for the first time. And uh, all the Christmas shit coming up as well. But, yeah, yeah. No lie. It'll be fine. Well, Alex, would you like to start your engines? I'd be honored. Thank you to Masashi Amauzu for the game music. You can uh, review us or rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us now. You can call us or text us at 530-Materia. And you can find us at EveryFNFF on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and hop in our Discord. And we can trust the pods no more than the Falsy who cast them. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. See ya.